0: Our culture might be telling you that your small daily choices don't matter, but every daily sip, bite, song, walk, prayer, chat, and snooze doesn't amount to nothing, it amounts to eternity. Welcome to the Daily Nothings Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Roach. Let's dive into what our world thinks means nothing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the most dramatic season of... The Daily Nothing's yet. <laughs> I'm trying to channel my, my Chris Harrison. <laughs> my Bachelor vibes. Um, welcome to Courtney and Megan Tell-All, Um where we review the last season of... <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is actually kind of fitting, Megan, because this is us announcing that this is the end of the first season. So that actually goes really well because this is surprise. The last episode of the daily nothing season one. Can you believe it? We're already going into 25 episodes deep. I believe that this is episode 24. Mm -hmm. Um, And we will have one more that's coming in uh, gosh, two weeks now. So we'll be going on a minor break during holy mm-hmm. week and then on easter monday we will have a huge launch that we're so excited for you yes. guys to see it's a big surprise we can't wait we're really so giddy fun. some really <laughs> big things are coming we've been working around the clock just being a couple of business women with our meetings 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 mm-hmm. for the daily nothings we're trying to make this an enterprise you know like we're just like <laughs> let's make this an a lifestyle. We are yeah. business women for the kingdom, and we have got to get to work. Time to roll up those sleeves. So, as I said, this is Courtney and Megan tell all. This is the end of season one of the Daily Nothings, and. That's crazy. Like if you think about a TV series, when you get to episode 25, you're like, wow, I just gave a little part of my life to that. And you guys have (laughs) given a little part of your life to us every Monday or whatever week day you decide to listen to Mm -hmm. us. And so we wanted to, you know, give back and answer ridiculous <laughs> questions that you guys have. yeah <laughs> for both of us and yeah. we're so excited <laughs> It's gonna be so good. So, so um, without further ado, Megan, I feel like we should just dive right in. Let's How are you doing today? Do are you ready to do this? I
1: am so excited. There are so I'm many so questions. excited. People ask so many fun questions I'm like, I how are we gonna pick the ones, but we're just gonna do as many as we can in this hour. I know and it's gonna be awesome.
0: There's so many, and I'm even getting more because we're recording this towards the beginning of the week. So I'm really sorry if you didn't get yours in before we started recording. Life yeah. is mad, things are busy. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. So yeah.
1: maybe at the end of if your question two, gets answered, we'll have I know Q and A.
0: Yeah, maybe this will just be how we wrap up every season. We'll have to I see. Love that. But. Yeah, I think that without further ado, we got to We got to dip our toe in here and roll up our sleeves. Yep. Um. So the first question that we really want to answer because we think it's fun and actually contributes to both of our lives very well is <laughs> for Megan to label what type of mom she thinks I would be. <laughs> and for me to also label what type of mom I think Megan is because she yeah. is a mom. So yep. Megan, what do you think? Okay, Courtney.
1: <laughs> I'm picturing you as a mom. <laughs> I'm just going to paint a picture here. You are in a very large SUV. You are wearing big sunglasses. Yes. You have Starbucks in hand daily. Absolutely. The daily, kids, every day. The kids get loaded in the car it is mass chaos, but you are as cool as a cucumber. Like, absolutely. Come on, kids, we're going to school. You drop them off uh-huh. at their private school. <laughs> Once they're all dropped yes. off, you call me. You're sipping yeah. your Starbucks. <laughs> we're just chatting it up. I picture you taking all the kids to mass whenever you can. And I just picture them running into the chapel. <laughs> and oh, you're, just like, I love that. you're just like, okay, come on, kids. Like, it's chaos, but you're so like calm through it all. You're just joyful yes. and excited to be living this life. And wow, the kids are into the arts. They're going to dance class. Yes, they They're are. going to piano. They lessons. better be. They really That's are. That's correct. They're dressed so cute. The colors coordinating daily. Not really. They're not really coordinating daily. That's too far. But
0: um, <laughs> I don't know. Might be right made, on. Tar. I mean, I don't know, but. That's a good picture. I it's so fun. I love that. Oh my gosh, I love that. I also feel like I'm the I'm going to be the kind of mom that has a really hard time telling their kids no. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. gonna love them I really, so much. Oh yes, my gosh. Yes. My yes. heart is
0: so large and I'm really worried that it's going to be like Mom, can I have this? And I'm just going to be like,
1: absolutely. (laughs) I already bought it for you, honey. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Like, the way you were with Ellie, you just... You just loved Ellie oh, so much. Just, I love her so You just so wanted to much. squish her with love and I hugs. wanted to
0: <laughs> squeeze her head off. I love her <laughs> so much. <laughs> I already, I don't know if I've said this before on this podcast, but I already <laughs> have her fifth birthday planned. <laughs> and I'm taking her to the plaza in New York mm-hmm. because her name is Eloise. Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking her to the plaza in New York and we're going to go to the tea that they have at the Eloise Cafe. Mm -hmm. And Auntie Courtney is going to go off. (laughs) Okay. I can't wait. I cannot wait. (laughs) It's going to be great. Okay. Now for me to answer this for you, Mm -hmm. the type of mom that you're going to be, I think When I think of you as a mother, you already are. So I can't put as many hypotheticals on it because it's reality. So you're very good. I always crack up when I talk to my boss about my boss, Mariah. We talk about just like childbirth and all this stuff all the time Mm -hmm. because she just had a kid. And she just always dies at the reality of like your routine is to take Ellie in the car and either go to (laughs) Trader Joe's or Target and just putz around. Like it is such (laughs) a... gift that you get to be a stay at home mother and like just go to target and just walk around target walk around trader joe's but when we're going into the yeah and ellie loves it she thrives there (laughs) so that is like you are a trader joe's and target mother Mm -hmm. but i also think that you're going to be the political mother i think that you're going to (laughs) be extremely strict with educating your children on politics i think that you're going to raise a couple of kids that are proud to be Americans <laughs> land of the free home of the brave crying whenever they hear the national anthem <laughs> understanding what it means to be class president making them run for class president <laughs> and really educate like educating like it's a serious thing okay yeah. and when mm-hmm. they get to vote they're going to be more excited about that than getting their driver's license mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's their time to be a part of the American population yeah. and They've been waiting for this moment their whole life. Fourth of July, biggest, biggest (laughs) deal of the year. Bigger than Christmas. (laughs) Um, Literally red, white, and blue. Your three kids. Like you put them together, they make the flag. Like that's what I'm seeing. Custom outfits. um, Those everywhere, just Midwest, uh, fourth of July decorations flying out of your home. (laughs) I just, that's what I see. That's what I see. So funny! A proud Republican mother. That's yeah. what I see.
1: <laughs> I guess we'll see. I feel like we're gonna have to find out. <laughs> we'll see. Jake definitely uh tones me down from that mm-hmm. super harsh. He does you know, conservative life. He does. But we'll see yeah. what I can get away with.
0: <laughs> but that that is my Megan. That is the girl that I grew up knowing. Yeah, I <laughs> grew up. I mean, in college, but That's so right. very exciting things. So.
1: Megan, take it away with the next question. Okay. Courtney, this is a question for you. What traits do you look for in a guy? Ooh. Okay.
0: I actually was just asked this at brunch the other day. Really? And yes, I was just asked this by my sister's best friend, Charlie. And my sister was like, ooh, I want to hear this too. And I've really thought about it in all of my dating experience that I've had Mm -hmm. I feel like when I first started dating I really had this like very specific picture of like they've got to have lettuce which means long hair long wavy hair (laughs) they've got to be tan they've got to kind of look homeless um (laughs) they've got to really know how to make a cup of coffee um they've got to like also at the same time know how to like be a man and like change a tire like I had all these really serious specifications and it's really changed quite a lot for me mm-hmm. to three simple things of mm-hmm. I want them to be Catholic first and foremost mm-hmm. I want them to be taller than me mm-hmm. I think that that's the only physical thing that I'm like that's a must mm-hmm. and they have to have a sense of humor like yeah I I am way 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 too much of a silly goose
1: Oh, yeah. To not be able oh, to yeah. crack a
0: joke that might be borderline inappropriate mm-hmm. and have them laugh along with me. If they don't get it, if they're not going to laugh and like be a part, they don't have to be extroverted, but mm-hmm. like to be a part of a social group and to engage in a, in a joke mm-hmm. means a lot. They don't have to always be the one telling the joke, but I want them to laugh along. Um, if they were the one telling the joke, 10 more points to Gryffindor for that one. Absolutely. Um And I really think that those are, like, my three, like, absolute musts of Catholic, taller than me, sense of humor. Because... When I get more specific than that, I feel like I am taking away the control that the mm-hmm. Lord has on the situation. Like, I am painting the picture and I am saying, this will be it. And there's a difference between, like, your desires of, like, I would really love this feature in a man and, like, something yeah. that you find very attractive. The Lord knows those things. But when you put a specific box of, mm-hmm. like, this is what my husband will look like, then you're shutting down any possibility of who your husband could look like. like yeah. Looks truly, they matter. You need to be attracted to your husband, of course. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm not going to end up with Robert Pattinson. And that's okay. That is okay. I've come to terms with it. Edward Cullen is a fictional character. And that's all right, you know? Mm -hmm. But before, when I was in middle school, and I literally (laughs) wouldn't date or flirt with anyone in middle school because I was reading Twilight. And I was like, you're not Edward. That (laughs) is eliminating some things, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't understand the power of the Lord's will when I was a mere age of like 13, 14 years old, mm-hmm. but still. So that's my short and concise answer. It's going to be so hard for me to not just go on and on and on and on because I feel like I can make a podcast out of every single question that Agreed. everyone's asked. Yeah. So I'm like, and that's all I have to say, even though yeah. there's so much more I could say. <laughs> so there's, that. there's um, that. Can I ask the next question, Maggie? Yeah. <laughs> okay I am really putting you on the spot here so have some fun okay? because okay. I remember when we saw this question you were like that is such a hard question but oh, good. I gotta ask <laughs> <laughs> what's your least favorite Taylor Swift oh, song
1: this is, this is not fair I did not prepare I did, not prepare. I did and
0: you did it and I have Ugh. to know on this spot I'm gonna give you 10 seconds to think and if you can't think of it I'll share mine and I'll give you the amount of time while I'm talking to look on your phone and think through what yours is. If it's the same as mine, fine. I completely agree with that. But you have 10 seconds. And I'm going to give it to you right now. Um,
1: 10. 9. 8. 7. <laughs> 6. So 5. 4. 3. 2. I can't do it, Courtney. I cannot. 1. <laughs> I... Like your the one you wrote down I agree with but I also have fun singing it you know You do?
0: Are I you kidding do. me?
1: I'm I'm I wish I was. Megan I wish I was kidding. I'm okay I guys wish I was fine kidding. I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I'll
0: tell you mine and Megan you get the amount of time that I speak to look on your phone That's and get fine. your crap together. That's
1: fine. That's fine
0: okay my answer is me exclamation point i hate that song i'm sorry taylor if this podcast ever comes to your precious musically inclined ears i apologize but that song is childish when i first heard it my high school bestie elizabeth said all i'm getting is jungle book vibes and i agree i feel like tarzan is swinging from a branch i i don't get why (laughs) she wrote it that's harsh
1: (laughs) no she was in a weird place
0: it was weird and i just like also hot take lover is my least favorite album same and i just don't like that song i promise that you'll never find a lover like me ew no thanks or does she even say lover or another 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 I think she says another like me.
1: Yeah.
0: See, I don't even know the words.
1: Okay. I'm sure she'll
0: sing it at her tour, and I'm just going to stand in the back and frown the entire time. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll have fun. It's fine. It'll probably be like a Blue Man Group production, and I'm going to be like, I
1: love this song. (laughs) This is amazing. You love love everything, Courtney. Like, when it happens, you're going to love
0: it. In the moment, I'm probably going to be crying and being like, yeah, I am one of a kind. (laughs) You're never going to find another like me. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Instagram (laughs) caption coming later. Anyway, what's yours, Megan? I am on the edge of my seat.
1: Okay, I'm just looking through her songs and I saw I forgot that you existed and I don't like it. Shut up. You are (laughs) joking. (laughs) No, I think it's annoying. (laughs) Megan, this podcast is over. I I can't. I know but I'm, I'm breaking sorry up with you. I can picture you singing it but I just think that, I
0: love that song
1: yeah <laughs> I sing
0: that song about my ex all the time regularly
1: yeah, yeah. are you serious I just don't I just don't enjoy Why? it I'll skip it I, need, I just don't I like need the, more it's so talky instead of singy like I forgot that you existed <laughs> I don't know it just seems like she's I don't yeah like, it's amazing I just it's not my vibe and that's okay fine that's we compliment each other we fill in the gaps yeah, of taylor swift songs. i guess so
0: so i forgot that you existed oh i love that song <laughs>
1: i just want oh to pick one i'm sure there's one i hate more but you put me on the spot and that's your i fault, know so.
0: i know that is my <laughs> fault okay well you gotta ask me the next spicy question that's right underneath this i cannot wait to okay. answer it and then me we too. can move on. i
1: think it's a very funny question <laughs> so i want to
0: the- thank i want to just kiss this girl on the forehead for oh asking this gosh. question i have no idea who you are but no. well, why not talk about it okay
1: yeah okay here's the I question i love it this could we could have a whole podcast on this, honestly. But a whole, honestly, we might later. This would be a good summer topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. is getting a bikini wax morally wrong? No, no. Short answer, no. Short answer, no. I was talking
0: to my sweet friend Jane, and I will forever and always. Say Jane's name on this podcast because her dream is to have a meet and greet at Seek next year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yay, <laughs> because fun. I walked around with her all of Seek this past year. Yes. And so many people would stop and say hi and like compliment the podcast. It was so, so amazing. And then she would just be standing there and she was like, next year, I'm going to be the famous one. And so the goal is for the Daily Nothings to have a booth at Seek next year, yes. obviously. But then yes. for Jane <laughs> to have a meet and greet. Yes. And I was on the phone with her last night and I was like, I'm so excited for this Q&A. It's going to be so fun. And I told her about this question and she was like, it's all about the intent. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's all about the intent. If you are getting a wax because you want to be sexually active outside of marriage and you want to be nice and clean and all of that business, like, <laughs> that's not morally correct, right? Right. But if you're getting it because you want to be honestly modest in your swimwear and be well taken care of, I hope that that's yeah. okay that I'm saying that. Like, Well, Yeah. That is the purpose of it, right? Yeah, like, or
1: even feeling it's comfortable just hygiene. in your own skin. exactly. Even it's hygiene. It's taking suits. care of
0: yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even with modest bathing suits, I feel like it's an extra step towards modesty because it's like taking yeah. care of yourself. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like you're not you're not giving away anything that's private and that is yeah. not supposed <laughs> to be seen. Like, that yeah, sounds exactly. kind of like blunt and maybe a little tmi if you knew me that's far from tmi with me (laughs) but it's just like yeah i think that it's not morally wrong if it's for hygiene purposes um and for comfort and for comfort Mm -hmm. i don't think that that's morally wrong i have an entirely other opinion on absolutely no hair um (laughs) and we will have to talk about that on another episode okay okay. (laughs) (laughs) all i'm gonna say is um. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to I'm going to zip my lips and pray about it before okay. I open my mouth on that topic. Yep. Thank you, Jesus, for saying court. <laughs> I
1: Let's felt the Holy Spirit
0: like getting close to me like, ah, uh-uh. ah, nope, nope, oh, nope, nope. Let's gosh. pray about that before we use our words. But that's my quick answer. OK, okay. that was um, a fun one. Okay, let's move on to the more deep things. Let's move yeah. on to a little bit more of a serious cue. Those are the fun intro ones. We have so mm-hmm. many. I'm skipping so many right now. Yeah. Um, But I think, Megan, I loved your answer here that I see you writing down. Um, And I'd love for you to elaborate on this a little bit more. And then I can go as well if you're comfortable with that. But yeah. what is the greatest moment where you can see God's hand in your life?
1: Yeah, immediately when I read this, I pictured... This moment, um, I was a missionary in Wisconsin at Oshkosh and I was on my dating fast with Jake. So we were in very little communication, but we were dating and he was applying for a job. Okay. And there was basically like two jobs going on. There was one that was like $15 an hour job. And then there was one that was a very good salary job. Yeah. And, um... I just remember having this enormous desire to go pray that he would get the good salary job. So I go into the chapel and I just sat on the floor and like, just probably like 200 times, I just prayed, Jesus, give him the job. Jesus, give him the job, give him the job, give him the job. And like, it's like, I couldn't help myself, but to pray this prayer so intently.
0: And And you guys weren't even
1: engaged yet, right? Oh no, we were on the dating fast. Yeah, you were on year. the dating fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it was just like so Holy Spirit inspired, and like I left the chapel, and like 15 minutes later, I get a call from Jake, and he's like, "I got the job," and I was like, "What? You got the job?" You know, it was just like amazing, That's so cool. And it was just like, yeah, it was just really cool to see God inviting me into this, yeah, big event that you know it's like mm-hmm. now Jake has a good job. And now I get to be a stay-at-home mother. And it was like the first step of this life that I'm living right now, you know, four years ago or whatever that would have been. And right. it was just such a cool, cool moment of prayer and just being so connected to the Holy Spirit and just like seeing God's faithfulness. And yeah. yeah, so that's what I thought of when I heard that.
0: Wow. I love that so, so much. Yeah, that was an amazing moment. I remember you too, just yes. being so blown away and reminded of the power of prayer and asking mm-hmm. big as his daughter. Like, mm-hmm. I think I forget that so much when I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I can't just like straight up say, Lord, give me this, please. Like, I beg yeah. of you. Yeah. You know, like there's such a beauty in just begging and having faith that he will deliver because he is Lord of all. That's just yes. very, very cool. I love that story.
1: Yeah. What about you?
0: Um, I was thinking about this and I think looking back, one of the most wild, like, um. Leaps of faith or like big jumps that I made. Obviously, I've had many. Obviously, converting to Catholicism, Mm -hmm. becoming a focused missionary, moving to Wisconsin to be a missionary on campus. But I was thinking about it, and when I left campus in Wisconsin and had this call to come to Colorado and work at Focus's headquarters. It was very last minute. It was in like Mm -hmm. April of that year, which is way later than placements typically happen. They typically Mm -hmm. happen around February in a perfect world with Focus. And, it was just, like, very shocking. I was discerning between being a team director or leaving staff or going to Colorado. And yeah. the call to Colorado, it was just so random. Like, I remember it came and it was like, whoa, what? Yeah, like
1: I remember that. this
0: could actually work out. And I spent days after that just, like, talking to different people in Focus and arranging things. And mm-hmm. I felt so pursued to come to Focus, both from Focus and... Um, the Lord. And when I say to come Mm -hmm. to focus, I mean in Denver, Mm -hmm. technically golden. And yeah, it's just like looking back at that, like everything just fell into place. I was placed here in Colorado. I went to the DSC Denver Support Center and the people that I was like assigned to live with. Mm -hmm. It was just like a a huge, massive gift from God. I didn't know any of the women. There were three girls that I moved in with. They're now some of my greatest friends they were the biggest blessing I've had in roommates I like finally was able to address so much of my anxieties and mental health issues and I was able to learn my passions like cooking and Mm -hmm. having my own space in my own room and it just was like this like It was like I took all this time where I was surrendering and just really dying to myself on campus. And the Lord saw that and then invited me to somewhere where I was able to just bloom and flourish. And... From there even learning about myself further and realizing that I actually need to leave staff with focus and go pursue my dream. Like, if I wouldn't have done that, then I wouldn't have even had this pop this podcast. And this podcast yeah. has bore so much fruit. Yeah. And I've just I've continued to just enhance and be more and more and more Courtney and this great development that just overwhelms me it's insane Mm -hmm. to think about all that he's done and the community that I've grown in and all the friendships that I have here that I would have never even known if I didn't move here and then bringing my sister out here and her living here and having a great community and being involved in a great parish it's just like there's this really random invitation that can happen from Christ and then if you lean into it it's just like boom watch you bloom sweet like sweet girl I just really feel like my life has just really just really grown uh since moving to colorado and so that would be my very very short answer i could go much farther into that but yeah there we go Ah, so so good
1: okay while we're on the topic of talking about focus i love this question we probably have a few people in college discerning this or whatever so do you have any advice for an incoming focus missionary
0: Mm, yeah i really really do um yeah Focus is crazy, okay? Mm -hmm. What they request you to do is insane. Did I do it? Yes. Would Mm -hmm. I have changed it? No. I'm so glad I did it. It transformed me in so many great ways. I think the greatest thing, though, that you absolutely must, must, must practice Mm -hmm. is boundaries. Mm -hmm. And you cannot, when you hear that. I just don't do the thing where you go and you're like, yeah, boundaries. I'm the worst at that and just settle in that mediocrity, really Mm -hmm. fight to be better at it. I'm so bad at it. And I Mm -hmm. rested in that phase of like, oh, yeah, I'm just bad at boundaries. And I just like accepted that that was part of who I am. And that is not good. I wish that someone would have said, no, honey, this is actually like a life or death thing. I need you to take (laughs) this very seriously and say no to things. Because what happens is when you don't have boundaries, you're in the business as a focus missionary of being everyone's friend. That Mm -hmm. is the beginning introduction of sharing the gospel with anybody. You want to make friendships. You want to flirt to convert. Truly, you want to flirt to convert. (laughs) You're doing fall outreach. You're inviting someone to get a root beer float, but we all know it's so much more than that and Mm -hmm. when you reach out in in ministry it's like this with so many parts of it there's the people that you're becoming friends with in focus that are in Mm -hmm. the actual ministry with you on different campuses on the same campus whatever you're becoming really close friends with all of them Mm -hmm. then you get to your campus you're becoming really close friends with all of the students Mm -hmm. and then before you know it all of your friends that have been there and that are financially supporting you to be there Mm -hmm. completely fall to the wayside Mm -hmm. and you don't invest in them you don't call them as much as you should and it's just nothing but you being a professional best friend to 20 to 30 people and you are Mm -hmm. completely exhausting yourself and that is not what this ministry is supposed to be. The Lord was not best friends with all 12 disciples. He wasn't. And he just loved them and he was present with them when he could be, but he had boundaries. And I always notice that when I'm watching The Chosen because Mm -hmm. so many of them come to him and they're like, Lord, Lord, Jesus, I need, I need blah, blah, blah. And he's like, not now, Simon, you know, and he just like goes and he removes himself and he takes a minute and he's with his father. Mm -hmm. I want to be so much better at that because I love being a professional best friend. I -hmm. love being in every single person I've ever met ever met's wedding. Like, mm-hmm. I love, you guys yeah. hear this all the time. This boundary is a really serious struggle of mine. But I hated when I realized that I was getting to the point where, like, I couldn't be fully fully present with the student that was a close friend of mine right in front of me because I had six other friends that were texting me that needed me at that same moment as well. Mm-hmm. And if I could have done something different, it would have been going into focus with this idea of, okay, I need to learn how to say no, and I need mm-hmm. to say okay, you know what? Actually, my teammate needs me right now. I'm going to go and just be with them. I'm so sorry to X, Y, and Z. Or mm-hmm. I really need to be with person X. I'm going to say no to person Y, Z, and A. You know, like mm-hmm. there's so, so many things to learn there. And my, mini- my time in ministry with Focus was spectacular. Suffering, miserable, joyful, <laughs> learning, everything. transformative, everything. Everything. It was amazing. Yeah. I needed it so much. I was truly refined into the gem that the Lord desires for me to be. Mm-hmm. But it would have been a hundred times better if I would have known how to say no to people. And I hope that that doesn't scare you if you are becoming a focus missionary. I just want to say it with this great forewarning of be intentional with that. Learn Mm -hmm. how to say no. You do not have to say yes to every single person and every single thing. I know Mm -hmm. that we love to say, what if you said yes to focus? (laughs) But that does not mean every single person in your life has to be said yes to. A really good saint knows how to say no. That's my final answer with that. So Mm, Love that. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Megan? or shall we keep on rolling and moving and grooving?
1: I guess really quickly, I would just be cautious of comparison mm. when you become a missionary. Um, yes. Because it's like they tell you this is what it's going to be like, but every campus is so different. And if oh, you compare honey, your is experience with a different missionary on a different campus, with a different priest and a different team director and different kind right. of students in a different state, like... You'll go insane and you'll hate your life completely. no matter how good it is. So completely, do, yeah. do not compare, just be present where the Lord is asking you to be. Um, yeah, that is my piece of advice. Mm, I
0: love that. That's so, so accurate. Yeah. Comparison is so real. Um, Awesome. Okay, I feel like I have one more that I would love for us to chat on yeah before we move on to another category. Yeah. And that would be I Megan, if you need a second to think about this question, please say it, but okay. I loved this question of what do you want what do you do when you're feeling distant from the Lord?
1: Yeah, if you know, you go first. Okay, you think
0: I've been thinking about this and there was a certain point right when I moved into the current home that I'm in, in Colorado. And like I just said, Colorado has been a great place of blooming, but it's also been a great place of rediscovery and reconviction in prayer because it's the mm-hmm. first time that I'm just like a young adult living in Colorado, single and fully able to just choose my Lord and my God, right? Mm-hmm. That comes with the very easy invitation from the evil one to just not choose my Lord and my God, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was a certain point when I was just like, I truly do not know how to pray right now. It's like everything I've learned out the window, straight down Mm -hmm. the pooper. I got nothing. I have no idea how to do this. I feel like a total rookie. And I would just not for weeks, just not pray. I would go to mass still, but just not pray. And at one point, I was like, this is really getting out of hand. Um, So I called in the troops, and that would be my close friend, Father Logan, who you guys (laughs) know and love. And at that point, he didn't say it in this exact language, but this is kind of where I'm at with it, of you just got to force it sometimes. You have Mm. to literally just do it, as Shia LaBeouf would say, where (laughs) you don't want to, but you have to peel your sorry body out of bed. And just go to the chapel. And even if you don't say anything, you're showing up. And even Mm -hmm. if you don't make it to the chapel, you're turning off your phone, you're not listening to music, and you're sitting in silence in your room for 20 minutes. And you're just doing it. Because at one point, at the beginning stage of any habit forming, I really feel like with my personality that I have to just force it. I don't want to go work out. Tough, Court deal with it you're going to be an exercise girly because you want to be healthy and that is your mission to be healthier so you're mm-hmm. going to go and you don't want to and you don't feel that cute conviction and it's not a romantic situation you just got to show up and you just got to work out and you got to do it same with this for me like i needed to just make the call call a priest call a good friend. Read through old journals of when mm-hmm. it was really good and remember that conviction that you had and that it is possible and that that was you. Not to compare yourself to your old self, but just to remember that like, no, you do love to pray. You do love the Lord and you do like choosing him. So f- fix it. Like, Be a little hard on yourself, not too much, but just truly like, get up and just mm-hmm. go just show Mm -hmm. up I think that that's the best thing that you can do to get back in the groove of it and that might be a too aggressive so Megan if you'd like to be the Paula in this situation and soften my hard blow (laughs) feel free but when I was thinking about it with myself I was like I really do just have to deal like buckle up and do it because I don't know how else to really switch gears
1: yeah I feel like what came to mind from kind of a different angle is to um read the life of a saint and see the faith of someone who's lived it before us very well go off paula that's nice yeah yeah and i think it's very (laughs) encouraging i feel like anytime i read about a saint who's just lived their life so well it just i'm just like wait a minute like i have the same grace to live out that life if i would just accept it and i think it's just a really good reminder so my top two suggestions that came to mind is first, John Paul the Second. There's love that him. book, I believe, by Jason Everett. We're just talking about him all the time. Um, like John Paul II and his five loves or something. I don't know if you've read that or not, Courtney, but yep, yes, you have love that. you have. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Book. And it it would just be such spark an easy write Totally. Yes. So good. Yeah. Um, the other one is This Present Paradise. Oh my gosh, this is so cute. It's about um saint elizabeth of the trinity and i just named both ah! of our confirmation saints i didn't even realize oh my gosh I was gonna do how that. cute is that megan Aww. oh my goodness well, thank the holy Aww. spirit for that so love her. that is a really good re- uh really good read this present paradise it's about elizabeth of the trinity and she is wonderful and amazing so those are my two suggestions if you're feeling far from the lord read about yeah. someone who is very close to him and i think it will really yeah. inspire you yeah yeah. And I think combining
0: those two tips is really great too, where you yes. go and you show up yes. and you bring a book and yes. don't put the pressure on yourself of, wow, my mental prayer used to be dope. What happened? Yeah. I can't see yeah. Jesus anymore. I suck. He must not love me anymore. No, get that out of there. That is yeah. from the evil one. Bring scripture, bring holy literature, sit there and just read before the Eucharist for yeah. 20 minutes every single day. Your life will be changed. You'll be reconvicted yes. and you'll be able to start talking to him again. Yeah. Um, And also, you don't have to do it when everyone else is doing it. If all your cute girly friends are praying at 7 a.m. And you're like, I hate 7 a.m. I'm sleeping Mm -hmm. at 7 a.m. Great. Keep sleeping at 7 a.m. You're going to show up and you're just going to be thinking about coffee for the entire time. That's Mm -hmm. what I do. So I (laughs) schedule it around my own needs. And that's something that Father Logan suggested to me as well, of course. So. No good. I love it. I love it. I love it. How is time flying like this? I absolutely hate it. Okay. So what are we going to do next? What are we feeling next, Megan? Pick a category. Friendship, random, or advice? Okay. I think
1: this could be fun for us to talk about. So. Which category? How the under friendship. Amazing. How has our friendship changed since I've gotten married and had a baby? What would you say?
0: Yes. I love this so much. Um, First off, Megan, I just want to commend you because I think it's very easy as a new mom to very much pull yourself away from the world and not be as available for single friends. I think that that's a struggle that Mm -hmm. a lot of single women face when their best friend gets married and has a baby and it's just like Oh, we're in different, we're in different cycles of life now. So, nice yeah. knowing you, you know. We're yeah. just we're dying to self and you're dying to yourself in your way and I'm dying to myself in my way and those two deaths cannot collide because we just don't get it anymore and then you only hang out with married moms and I only hang out mm-hmm. with single girlies and mm-hmm. I just don't really think that that's um always what Jesus wants, you know. There's no yeah. reason for a friendship to die. Based off of a different phase of life. And I've really seen the beautiful fruits of that, especially with you and McLean, my two best friends of... You guys are both married and you have a kid and McLean has a husband and I have neither. <laughs> it always <laughs> reminds me of my favorite quote, my roommates and I say this all the time: the quote from Bridesmaids where she goes, This is my husband. You don't have a husband. Yes. I love that quote. <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny. Much. Oh my gosh. It's so
1: good. Oh, oh it.
0: it's good. And it's just like, yeah, you could have cut things off and it could have been a natural kind of thing. Um, which would have been so sad, honestly. But yeah. yeah, I think that in reality the way that things have changed is we're in extremely different time zones. Mm-hmm. And when we used to be in different time zones, it didn't really matter because we were both kind of late night girlies mm-hmm. and we would be able to chat late yeah. and that's not gonna happen anymore because you've got a kid with a bedtime. Is that a big yeah. sacrifice? Not really. You'll just text me in the morning when it's like four AM my time and you're up right. with your sweet baby. Mm-hmm. Um I think a really good way that we've stayed in touch is through the power of voice memo. Yes, I <laughs> it used to be that. Marco Polo back in uh, college, oh back gosh. when Marco yes. Polo was the rage, but now <laughs> it's voice memos. And I think that the biggest, like, the biggest sacrifice for me that I've had to accept is the fact that there's an icky boy around every time I see you, Um, (laughs) and that is Jake. (laughs) Um, We love Jake, but, like, there's just something so fun and free of when you meet up. It's just us girls. And I think that's the hardest part for me is that regardless of how much I love my best friends' husbands, you also just want time with your girlfriend. And so... I think that you do a great job of making intentional time for us to be together, just the two of us. And honestly, Mm -hmm. all of my married friends do that very well. And I encourage you to do that if you are a married friend out there to a single friend. Um, To make that time intentional still where you can, like, leave the baby with the husband and just Mm -hmm. go and be with your girlfriend. It's not, if every time I saw you, I was always with you and Jake, I would be very sad. And that is not the way that it is. And so I think that that is why it's good still, but yeah. it has changed. Like for sure. Yeah. I can't just be like, let's go spend 400 each at anthro because you've got yeah. That's a, a family budget now. Yeah. Yeah. Finances are different. <laughs> Time availability yeah. is different. Uh, traveling is different. Way different. We can't yeah. have a sleepover where we're giggling at videos until three in the morning together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest change from college to now is that sweet bliss that we had where you would just stop by my house all the time. And yeah. now it's like, okay, I'll see you in six months. Maybe like, right. That's crazy, but it's just true. So we have to be so intentional with time together where it just doesn't happen.
1: Yes. Yes. To yeah. All of that. Yeah. Any but thoughts we've done a good job? I feel like, I think so too. I feel too. Like you said it so well, but I think, like if you want the friendship to happen if you both want the friendship to happen and you put the time in like yeah. we've only grown as friends even though oh all absolutely these changes have happened in both of our lives so yeah
0: yeah our yeah, communication just has just in. really grown too like you have to be yeah. explicit and that's how i am with mclean too whenever i come to see yeah. her she's like what are your expectations and i tell her and she's like okay and and i say what are yours and she tells me and you, you have to be explicit. You can't pull that girly crap of, well, they should know. Shut up. Get over yourself. <laughs> like, just ask for what you need. State your needs yeah. and say, I don't want time with you and Jake. I want time with you. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Expectations are happen. clear. Yep. We yep. love that. Because if not, then it could slip up. And unintentionally, I could have lots of time with her and Jake. No, nothing against Jake. It's just that I'm not coming to see him, you know? Right, so right. I think that's a really, really good tip if you're in that situation that's similar yeah. to us. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well then, this is a great transition. For Megan, what was the biggest change you had to adjust to when you got married?
1: Such a good question. I think the first thing that comes to mind is money. And I think yeah. most people will agree with this when they get married. Mm -hmm. There's something about when you're single and you're making your own money, you just get to choose how you spend it. And then you get married. And now you have to make decisions financially together. And if you want to buy a new pair of jeans, you know, I should like, oh, it's going to be a hundred bucks. I should probably call Jake first instead of just being like, yeah, let's just buy the jeans. And I feel like that It like takes some time to get used to, especially, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like when you've been single for a while and you've had all your own things for a while and then you're like, Oh, I don't get to just do this on my own anymore. I have to consult with someone first and they might be like, actually, that's not really in the budget right now. Like, can you find something else? And that's hard. Like that is hard. And same with Jake. If Jake's like, Oh, can I get this? And it's like, well, we probably should focus on this right now, you know, and having those conversations It is not fun. I'll just be honest. That's like the least fun part. But you like it becomes your normal after a little while and then it's totally fine. Like I feel like we're not we don't have any resentment or anything like that about money. So it's like, yeah, I think that's kind of like the biggest thing that independence that you no longer have that you love sometimes Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that is
1: taken away and you have to learn how to be dependent on another and have someone dependent on you. And yeah, yeah, I think that's what I would say. I love that. That I have
0: two things to go with that, Megan, that I would yeah. love your answer on. One, I feel like that goes very well with the question that we also had of things to do before your wedding as a recently engaged Catholic woman. I obviously have no response for that, <laughs> but yeah. I would love to hear your thoughts on that mixed with, okay, a little cocktail for you of <laughs> what, how do you get past This like, oh, this is just so submissive behavior because I being in very much control of my own life. This is something I want to get better at of like, no, um, I make my own money. And Mm -hmm. I know that I'm supposed to submit to my husband, but I also really don't know if that's exactly how the Greek is translated. Right. (laughs) I'd like to really, I'd like to get some theologians on this. um, Because what do you mean by submit? And why can't I just do what I want? Um, my husband loves me, you know, accept me as I am. Not actually that dramatic, of course, but I just think that there is a lot of like, oh, that's just very submissive. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I even find myself honestly, when you and McLean both respect your husbands <laughs> and call them and ask for their opinion. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. F that just do it. Like I get kind <laughs> of like angry. Yeah, I get and that. I know that that's something that you like are formed in more so in marriage prep and just like loving someone. I'm not there by any means. So yeah. What do you have to say with that? And how would you encourage someone um, to spend their time before they get married?
1: Yeah. Well, I may all answer the submit part first. I definitely do not view this as like, a oh, Jake's in charge of the wallet. Gotta ask him Mm. first. It's very much yeah. like we are both in this bank account and we make yeah. decisions on how we spend our money together. And sure. he always confronts or consults me before he buys anything. Sure. I mean, honestly, more than I do. And like, even if it's just like a $50 something on Amazon that he wants, I'm always like, of course. But he always just asks first. It's just like a respect of each other. It's both of our things. So let's make a decision together. Yeah, um, it's definitely not like it doesn't feel like Jake's in charge of the wallet and I have to go to him first. It's just a respect, a mutual respect thing, I think. Yeah. Um, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. And then I think before you get married, um, <laughs> it's funny. The thing I wrote was like, <laughs> spend all the money that you want before <laughs> you have to <laughs> ask someone else. <laughs> <laughs> out of mutual respect. Um Yeah, I'm like, "Mm, maybe I should have got laser hair removal on my armpits before I got married because now Jake's like... I don't care about that. That's like like super expensive for no reason. And I'm like, I should have just done that. (laughs) Yeah. You thought about it. I remember, I I remember
0: you talking about that when you were engaged.
1: Truly. It is the season of
0: treat yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's not going to be everyone's situation. And they don't, yeah, I don't know. That's just the first funny little thing that came to mind. That's so funny.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think tracking your spending habits beforehand is super good just to know like okay are you spending two hundred dollars on starbucks a month or not (laughs) Mm, yeah how is that going to affect your future family someday are there different habits that you should start to get into before entering into marriage obviously right growing your own prayer life beforehand is very important praying with your fiance is just so important and growing in that together before you get married so good obviously start tracking your cycle and figure I was gonna all that say I'm gonna be shocked
0: like, if you don't mention your cycle in this it's
1: like so this I'm, is a I'm so passion passionate of yours. I'm so yeah. passionate I started tracking yeah. yeah I don't this is not TMI I love talking about this um yeah. I started tracking my cycle I mean like two and a half years before i was married probably yeah and i remember you started doing it and that pissed me off do you remember because uh, yeah. i was like
0: i don't want to have to do that i no, don't want to no. go and get my blood drawn i absolutely yeah. <laughs> hate this yeah what the heck satan was so so so, it was so there i feel like yeah i yeah. don't know why i got so mad that's so no, silly no i
1: mean it is it's a whole thing and it's not easy it's annoying it's a lot no, to it's learn. a lot of work yeah it's a lot, it's of a lot to
0: learn um, Yeah.
1: But yeah, boy, am sure. I happy that I. Oh my did gosh! That it really, I think, so helped early. you have Ellie
0: so soon. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I like know Absolutely. my body so well, and like you really do. There were so many problems with my cycle that I got fixed well before I was even engaged, and so yeah, it. I feel like a lot of people that get engaged start tracking their cycle. They're so stressed that their cycle's all thrown off. They can't understand mm-hmm. NFP. And they get into marriage and they're like, what the heck do I do? Uh, Maybe we're not supposed to have a baby yet, but now I feel like I have to abstain all the time and like all these things. And it's like, I didn't have that stress going on when I was engaged, which was great because I'm like, I know exactly what I'm looking for. I know when I'm fertile and we can make decisions accordingly. So, right. Right. Yeah. Get on that as soon Mm -hmm. as possible. I love it. Yeah. I
0: love it. Yep. Incredible. Great tips, Maggie. Thank
1: you. Okay, mm-hmm. Courtney. Um, you love to talk about your morning and evening routines. So I don't know if you just <laughs> want to quickly just quick, quick, quick go off on your yes. morning and evening routine.
0: Yes. I'll make it super fast. Um, okay. Let's start with the evening routine. Um, I am a very, very big fan of choosing when you've had enough with your phone. I am so busy, it's so bad. I'm so much more and more aware of how busy I am these days. And I at one point in the evening am like, you know what? I've had enough. I've had mm-hmm. enough of the social media. I've had enough of texting. Mm-hmm. If I can't respond to McLean or my sister or Megan or my parents. They will live and I Mm -hmm. will respond in the morning, you know, like, yeah, I I feel like we're so overly nice sometimes. And we're like, no, I'll just keep texting until we say goodnight or until the conversation's over. Nope. Just cut it, nip it in the butt and (laughs) plug your phone in across your room or wherever you have it. And so I I plug my phone across my room. I set it down face down. I put it on Do Not Disturb. Or I don't. I mean, I just, I really make sure I can't hear it. And um, then I turn on my fan. I turn on my hatch. And for an hour, my hatch just plays. Right now we're doing a little bit of a rainy vibe. We've got a series Mm -hmm. of storms that play. It's very like anticipation for summer thunderstorms. I love a thunderstorm. Mm -hmm. And so... I have that playing, and I do my—I'll take a shower with a candle, or I'll wash my face, whatever it may be. Just clean up, get ready for bed, and Mm -hmm. then I will pray my rosary if I haven't yet, and then I read. And I just read my book until my little cutie eyes get tired, and then I go to sleep. And it's just— the absolute best and I have my humidifier going I just I make I make bedtime a luxury because it's a gift that we get to sleep so why not make it a luxury like take Mm. the time and do the thing that's going to be amazing instead of rushing into it and just doing it because you got to get to bed like I really enjoy making it more of a luxury and I encourage you to do so too it's just making the little things more intentional and then in the morning, of course, my birds chirp at 7 a.m. <laughs> me and my birds. <laughs> and they just lift me off my pillowcase and just mm-hmm. braid my hair and tweedly dee. Read read me the morning readings. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I I have my birds chirp. I wake up slowly, I yawn looking like a princess, and then I Go downstairs to the coffee pot that I always prepare the night before because I Mm love, who doesn't love waking up to a fresh pot of coffee? And when you don't have a husband, you got to get one of those pots that just does it for you and you just set it up before you go to sleep. So I go downstairs, I get my cup of coffee, I come back upstairs, I drink my coffee and I read my book in the morning. I typically just read a chapter and then Mm -hmm. I get up and... Lately, since the silence podcast that we did a few weeks back, I've been really trying to not listen to something while I'm getting ready and Mm -hmm. just, like, be in silence. And it goes pretty well. At one point, once I'm really starting to, like, do my makeup and stuff, I'm like, okay, I kind of want to, like, pick it up a little bit. Let's get get that Justin Timberlake going or something. Um, But... It's been good in the morning because I used to always play classical music while I read. And I was like, I can just read in silence. This is okay. So that's what I do. I just really try to, like, take the time because I'm so busy. I really try to make my morning and my evening routine very intentional. And why my room, why my phone is across the room is because I'll wake up and I don't check my phone when I first wake up. I wake up. I kiss the crucifix across the bed from or across the way from my bed. Mm -hmm. I go downstairs. I get my coffee. I go straight back to my bed. I drink my coffee and I read and I don't text people back right away. And sometimes that's not good. If I have like an urgent work thing, I'll check it. But um, yeah. yeah, I really try to just not check it right away because then instantly, yeah. boom, we've got a million things going on in my mind. And that's how the whole day is going to be. And then I'm yep. typically grouch So I really try to just go back to my bed and take the 10 minutes that it takes to read one chapter or so. Right. drink your coffee and then get going if i don't have as much time in the morning i will check my phone but i really try to do that especially for how busy i get um it's been really really helpful so yeah so 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 fun okay we should probably wrap it up which is crazy so how should we wrap it up maggie Uh, what do we do next
1: well so many good ones okay can we just i feel like this one is so important can we just talk about this last one really fast I think we definitely like should. I was thinking the same thing. Well, yep. I was thinking this one. Um, yep, exactly. Same okay. page. So a woman sent this in and I love it so much. It says, what is your advice on chastity and sexual sin? hmm. Hit me yeah. with a big one at the end.
0: Yeah, truly. Let's, let's send this ship off to battle, shall we? Let's. And, I yeah this is so essential I think that we're unaware of how much our culture is constantly surrounded by media that encourages that sex is nothing and Mm -hmm. it's probably one of the biggest nothings that our that our Mm -hmm. society has um I was just talking about this with a bride that I have a wedding with this summer and Mm. I was like yeah I love the brand mentionables for lingerie because they don't put any of their lingerie on models. Mm -hmm. It's all on a mannequin that doesn't have like cleavage or a butt. It's just like a cloth mannequin with no curves. It's very just like, this is what the lingerie looks like. Because lingerie is still a very beautiful thing. They Mm -hmm. say in Holy Sex, which I have not read this book, Mm -hmm. but they they compare lingerie to the same sort of preparation of like a vestment for mass of just Mm -hmm. this like beautiful clothing of preparation for this offering of the body. And I love that so much and so I don't think lingerie is a bad thing in any way but I also hate that if you're shopping at like Victoria's Secret or some big industry Mm -hmm. it's going to be girls with perfect titter tots and a little yin yang, you know and it's just not (laughs) good because you're comparing yourself you're lusting men are seeing this everywhere it's very much encouraging that of just like yep it's just normal to see a grown woman in lingerie when you're just going to pick up some avocados I mean who Mm -hmm. wants that right (laughs) and so I think being aware of the media and the surroundings and the comfort. Companies that you support when it comes to sex things is very important. Mm-hmm. Side note: mm-hmm. um, also being aware of your own boundaries of like what triggers you, like. Yeah you need to be aware of this if you're listening to a song that's talking about doing the nasty that might be a really big trigger for you like be aware of that yeah same with like soft porn scenes in movies when they're totally getting on the hanky panky maybe fast forward (laughs) maybe don't watch that movie right like if you're reading a book and there's a little bit of a description of a body part maybe let's not read that book anymore like these things are not normal that the lord's like yeah it's okay sweetie you can read this like yeah. he's there with you in it, but he wants you to choose the bigger thing, and he wants you to say, no, I'm better than this. I am yeah. a beloved daughter of the king, and I am not I am not going to give in to society in this way, so I'm going to set a clearer boundary for myself, and I'm going to recognize that sex is a very, very serious thing that is beautiful and for marriage, right? Yes. Um, so, with that, also educating yourself, mm-hmm. and Megan made a great point. Megan, if you want to dive into this a little bit about what you were talking to me about beforehand with John Paul II and why you chose him as your confirmation saint and the theology of the body and all that is that.
1: I just think such an amazing way to combat any shame on sexuality is to know the truth about it. Because I think as we grow up, if you did not have a theology of the body course or read a theology of the body book, you probably have everything all twisted around in your brain. And I feel like educating yourself on how God made our bodies and what he made our bodies for and the beauty of our sexuality in the right place and time. It just like untwists all these knots that Satan has Mm -hmm. twisted in our brains. And I think that's like such a good way to combat it. It's not, you know, if you've had struggles with sexual sin in the past, it's probably not going to like perfectly fix everything, but it's Mm going to be a really good start and help you know where you're headed. um, Totally. When it comes to healing and healing with theology of the body in mind. Yeah. Um, Some other little tips, obviously confession is your best friend. um, If you are struggling with chastity or sexual sin at all. Just run to confession, mm-hmm. start over. It's the best clean slate. Um, having a friend that you can talk yeah. to about these things, so mm-hmm. important. Um, a good Catholic yeah. friend that will point you to confession, will never make you feel ashamed, um, right. can be an accountability partner. So good. Absolutely.
0: Um, and I think that yeah. really quickly with that, Megan, yes, if I can interrupt, please. the power of both of those things with confession and a good Catholic friend, the reason why those two things are so just like secret sauce mega fantastic is because it's bringing it to the light and Mm -hmm. satan absolutely loves darkness he loves for it to be basically cast as this thing that doesn't mean anything it's okay Mm -hmm. that you did that it's okay that you wake up and masturbate every single morning it's okay that before bed the only way you can fall asleep is to masturbate before you go to bed it's okay that you keep sleeping with this guy you're gonna marry him it's not a big deal like You've got time, you'll get past it eventually, but for now, this is just how he loves you, and so you can keep doing it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. All of those secrets and all of those whisperings are so very much in the dark, and Satan wants you to hide. He wants you to not tell a soul about it, because if you tell somebody, oh, they'll judge you they'll have, you'll have so much shame. That's not worth it. You're happy right now. You're in a great relationship. Don't say anything. Don't mess it up. They'll break up with you if you bring up anything, if you try to be different. No, he doesn't want you to bring it to the light. And all Jesus wants you to do is bring it to the light to him and say, I love doing this thing. I don't know why I love doing (laughs) this thing, but I love, I love this sin. But for some reason you say it's bad. And I don't fully understand why it's bad yet. But could you show me why it's bad? Because I know that I want to serve you and not the evil one. I want to serve you. And I don't know how to do that yet. So I need you to help me. I need you to help me bring this to the light. I don't have a friend yet that I can talk to about it. I need you to provide a friend for me to feel like I can talk about this with. And then I need you to have that friend help me get to confession because I don't want to go and continue to live my life in this dark way. I know it's wrong. Mm -hmm. I can feel it deep down that it's wrong. As I'm listening to Courtney talk about this, I can feel that it's wrong. I need you to help me figure out why it's wrong, be convicted of why it's wrong, have a friend that helps me stay accountable in that truth that I need to stop this and get to the sacrament of confession as much as humanly possible. If you have to go every single day of the week, all Mm -hmm. the Lord and the priest will say is praise be to God. I am so happy you're here. There is never an ounce of shame in the sacrament of confession
1: ever. So Mm -hmm. side note there. So good. And I think Mm -hmm. lastly, especially if you don't feel like you have a close friend to do this with, um, Sexaholics Anonymous is a great resource for women and men struggling with this. I have known friends to go and they were just like, they just say it's the best thing ever and it's Mm -hmm. so liberating and they just, the shame is just wiped away. So do not be ashamed if you want to do that because- It would just be. It would be the one of the greatest blessings in your life. I'll say it. (laughs) And do
0: not be afraid. Do
1: not be afraid. afraid.
0: The greatest freedom comes with just bringing things to the light and living in the light. You are the salt of the earth and the light Mm -hmm. of the world. Mm -hmm. You can't be the salt salt of the earth and the light of the world if you're living under a shade. That's not what you're made to be. You're made to be so much more than that, and you're capable of that. You can start that right now. So. Yeah, I I could talk about that forever and ever. And if you guys want to hear more about that, could you let us know? Like, we would love yeah. to maybe find someone who would be really, really great at talking about that topic because we yeah. loved that question. Yeah. Um so and weird. I, Megan and I are both not experts in this um, topic, and it's also always good to consider prudence and of course, knowing of what to share on such a sensitive topic. So if we if you guys would like to hear more about that, we could definitely call in the troops, if you will, and Absolutely. see if there's anyone that we could have to come and speak a little bit more on that topic. Um, yeah. So,
1: yeah. Okay. Wow.
0: That was so fun. <laughs> that was so freaking fun. I hope that you had nothing but Chris Harrison Converts to Catholicism, Um, the bachelor goes. (laughs) The bachelor goes to the Vatican, kind of vibes, you know. Like, just um, what? What's another pun that I can pull out of my butt really fast? What do they do? They do the um, the home the home tours. What is that called? Hometown visits. You know, like um, (laughs) I got nothing. I'm like I'm like Jesus jesus goes to you visit i got nothing that's so lame you know i am okay. I'm, I'm i take my pride on the fact that my my quick wit was very much taught by the Lorelai gilmore i was formed mm-hmm. by her i was yeah. formed and known and seen by her yeah and um i just let her down <laughs>
1: in that moment it's okay it's okay i know you'll come up with something in like five minutes and be like darn it darn it i should have said that yeah but yeah. thank you guys for listening
0: this was so fun yes. i hope you guys enjoyed the Q and A. we have so many more and again like we said we will not be here next what would that we- be it's like April 3rd, we're taking April 3rd off because we really just want to be present and dive into Holy Week and we encourage you to do the same. I also very much encourage you um, to take Holy Week to the next level and Mm -hmm. really like think if there's any extra fast that you can tag on for that final lap or think if there's any like meditation or current thing that you really need to pray with. There's two meditations that Megan and I were talking about before Mm -hmm. this that we both love very much and that we both pray with during Holy Week, and mm-hmm. we're going to make little PDFs and find a way to share it, whether it be in our show notes or on my blog, Becoming Courtney,
1: mm-hmm.
0: on Instagram, in my link tree. Just check it out, pray with us, reflect with us, take the time to really be with Jesus in Holy Week, and then come back for the big, fat, exciting <laughs> reveal <laughs> that will be
1: so on April exciting.
0: 10th. For the beginning of the octave of Easter, I am ready to absolutely rock your worlds and just tattoo (laughs) a little something special on your body that you're just going to be so excited for (laughs) and change your life for the rest of existence, okay? Okay. (laughs) Me being so dramatic. Okay. Okay, cheers. Um, Cheers. Love you all. TTFN. Lilas. Bye.